inform you. We've been diagnosed with a horribly wonderful case of lucky girl syndrome. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, wow. Okay. So if you have a TikTok account and you are breathing oxygen on this earth, I know for a fact that you have heard about lucky girl syndrome. It is I don't basically, even have social media right now and I've heard of lucky girl syndrome. Exactly. So if you haven't heard of it, crawl out of the rock you've been living under. And today we're discussing anything and everything lucky girl syndrome. I know. I am so bummed. I had to miss this interview, but I've been editing the episode. So I've been hearing it back and wow, it's incredible. Literally amazing. I would say that this is probably in my top three favorite episodes I've ever recorded. And I can always tell an episode is amazing because I walk away from it feeling like super energized and super positive. And Flora is literally like, I just cannot say enough good things about her. She's so inspirational. She's so well-spoken. I feel like she was just speaking into my soul today, which is probably why she's such a successful manifestation mentor and life coach. And oh, I'm just so stoked for you guys to hear this one. I know. I learned so much. I feel like I just like the law of assumption is so fascinating to me. I know we talk a lot about the law of attraction, but I really think the power lies in the law of assumption, just like assuming that good things are going to work out for you. And it also works in the the inverse as well, like assuming that just bad things are going to happen or that you're always going to be this certain way because it was passed down to you from other generations. And it makes me really realize, you know, like I have a lot of negative assumptions that I hold. And so I think that, you know, I'm definitely going to make a point to work through those. Yeah, definitely. That was one thing I learned from Flora's podcast. I was actually at the gym the other day and I looked up Lucky Girl Syndrome on Spotify and hers popped up first. And I was like, okay, let's, let's go. And um, Flora has a podcast called Your Manifesting Bestie. And I just listened to her one episode on Lucky Girl Syndrome. And I thought, oh my gosh, we have to have her on because she talked about so many points I'd never heard about, um, even on TikTok, watching these Lucky Girl Syndrome videos. And Murphy's Law is one thing I learned, which is the opposing law to the law of attraction. So that's probably what you're talking about. Um, And it's crazy because we really are taught these really negative, like fearful beliefs from childhood. And we carry that with us into adulthood. So we talk a lot about that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it makes you like realize the beliefs that you do carry. I know that I've actually been thinking a lot about that. And, um, you know, I think it's hard too when you are a realist. And I think for me, it's like I really hate to be disappointed. And I think I've been disappointed a lot in my life, just like with different things. I mean, everyone has, you know, like things haven't worked out the way you want it or people have let you down. And I just have like a lot of fear around being disappointed. So, so often I just kind of like, you know, go into it like, it's okay if this doesn't work out or like, you know, this might not happen. And it's like, you have to unlearn that. Definitely. I honestly like, I can say that I feel like I'm one of the luckiest people that I know, which like weird things happen to me a lot that are super lucky. And people always ask me like, oh, you know, how, how does this happen? Or how did you like land this or whatever? And I really think it's just because I kind of have always channeled the opposite belief of like, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so awesome. And yeah, you definitely have. You do have, I mean, ever since you were little, you've always had like things work out for you. I just like go into things really guarded and I don't want to like set myself up for disappointment. Yeah. Which is hard because like you don't want to be disappointed, but you don't always want to like go into something assuming that it's, you know, not going to work out. So it's like you have yeah. to kind of work through that piece. Um, yeah, but definitely. I think that Laura has some good tips for navigating that that are going to be really helpful for me. So I'm definitely going to keep you guys posted as I kind of lean into this whole lucky girl syndrome thing. Yeah. And another thing that I loved about this episode is that Flora talks a lot about how manifestation ties into Christianity and what you read in the Bible. And I feel like that's not talked about a lot. And a lot of people will say like, oh, you know, these woo-woo beliefs, whatever, go against Christianity and go against what it says in the Bible. And I love the way that she like backed that up with facts and showed, no, like the Bible says, the Bible talks about manifestation. It might be in different terms, but it's totally there. And I was just so, my eyes were so opened um, during that part of our conversation. And I feel like that's really going to speak to a lot of people who maybe have similar beliefs or thoughts about manifestation and the whole mm-hmm. spiritual realm. 
Yeah, I like that piece too. Well, I'll kind of kick it off if you want me to with our um, highs and lows of the week because I have a high of the week that really ties into lucky girl syndrome. Yeah, you do. Why don't you kick it off? Okay. So um, as you guys know, this past weekend, I was in San Diego touring apartments and houses. I unfortunately haven't found like the perfect one yet, but I'm going to apply my newfound knowledge of lucky girl syndrome (laughs) into the process of finding the perfect home. Um, And so I know it's out there for me. Flora actually talked about this um, practice that she has where she sings like affirmations basically to songs that she loves. So I was literally just in the car like, I found the perfect home. (laughs) It was so funny. Um, But anyways, I was in San Diego and long story short, I don't know how to make this like as short as I can, but in September, I flew to Vegas to watch Kind of Fight at ADCC. And on my way back to Italy, I was stuck in Chicago and my flight got canceled and I was kind of stranded for the night. And I met this wonderful couple and we just had a bunch of commonalities. Like they live in San Diego. Um, their daughter lived in Brazil for a long time and just got us like talking, you know. And basically, the husband has this company in San Diego and he told me, you know, if you ever move, give me your contact because I need your help with like marketing and um, influencer relations and everything. And I was like, for sure. So I think I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I had recently gotten another job that I was getting ready to accept. But it turns out that the pay in the hours just was not what I was looking for and was not going to really sustain my life in California. So I was super disappointed about that going into my trip to San Diego. But literally, y'all, the minute I landed in San Diego, I look at my phone, I check my email And the husband that I met in the airport had emailed me like, when are you moving to San Diego? I really need your help. We've had, you know, all these issues with our marketing team, our our media team. I really need your help. When are you moving? And I was like, I am literally here. I'm literally here. My feet are on the ground. Let's meet. So we ended up meeting on Saturday and I had just the best day with him and I got to see his wife. And it was honestly just fun because I connected with him so much um, in the airport and our many, 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 many hours we spent together. But he basically offered me like the most amazing position and something I could have never dreamed of getting. Um, And it was like in the perfect time of being in that disappointment from the other job. And it was just great. So while I didn't find my house or apartment, which I'd say would be my low of the week, getting that job opportunity was definitely my high. And something I would have preferred to check off the list anyways before I looked for a house. And I just think that's lucky girl syndrome because I always go into everything thinking like, who am I going to meet? Every connection is so important. Like networking is the biggest, most powerful thing on the earth. And like that kind of fell into my lap and it's crazy. And that was definitely my high. Yeah. It's perfect that we're doing this episode this week because it just ties in so nicely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, I'm really excited for you. And I have no doubt you're going to find just like the perfect housing situation, the perfect roommate situation, especially putting these practices into play that Flora shared today. Definitely. Yeah. I will keep you guys updated, obviously, on the house search in the following episodes. Okay. I will share my high and low of the week. Um, I think my high of the week is, um, so I recently transitioned into a new role with um, the Home Edit. So the Home Edit last year was acquired by Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Witherspoon's media company. And I've been moving into this new position under the Hello Sunshine umbrella. And I actually really love it. So that's been really fun. I mean, you know, transition is always a little bit hard. Like there's always like some things you have to work, work through and work out, but I think it's just going to be a really cool opportunity and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that our highs this week both talk about successes in the job front. So that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like it makes a huge difference when your job is something that you love to do and you're very passionate about because, you know, your job plays such a huge role in your mental health and like your overall life. So having something that you're actually excited about is such a win. So that's definitely a high. Yeah. And I'm such a goal oriented person. So like if there's like a number or something on a piece of paper that I have to hit, like I'm going for it. Yeah. Game over. It's being hit. It's already done. Check. Right. Um, And then I think my low of the week is y'all Herbie and I never like have conflict ever. Like we've never really like had any like major arguments. And this week has been really hard, like really tough because we've like had major conflict this week. (laughs) Tea is hot today. 
<laughs> he's going <laughs> to listen to this and be like, oh my God, because he's also our number one podcast listener. No, I think he's like fallen behind. I don't know if he's caught up, so he might not ever hear this. <laughs> okay, so if you get some feedback on this segment, then we know he's listening. Yeah, we'll see. It's a test. No, I don't know. It's just been like really crazy because we've dated for a year and like haven't really had any major like issues. But I also think like the long distance thing is just hard because oh my god, I know when you're mad, you can't just look at someone in the eye and be like, I'm mad and I need to talk about it right now. Yeah. uh. And we also have very different communication styles. Like I'm very direct and like if there's a problem, I want to address it head on and quickly. And he, I have discovered this week, is not that way. He would rather just avoid it and ignore it and hope it goes away. Yeah. You know, (laughs) he's probably trying to put some lucky girl syndrome into play and just hope it all works out organically. But sometimes you do really have to face it head on. And I totally get that because me and Kynan have been long distance, like since we literally met on this earth. And not to rub this in your face, but we did say our like last long distance goodbye the other day. And I was like, we did it. We really did it because that was freaking hard. And, um, it's just, it is hard. Like anytime there's conflict, it's like, you just want to reach what do you FaceTime? Like, I can't like, we don't even FaceTime. Like we are not a FaceTiming couple. Oh, we are. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, it's like, but what can you do? Like reach to the phone and strangle them? Like, no, you have to really like work it out. It's so terrible. So I feel you. And, like, the other day, like, it's been, like, pretty cold, honestly. And then he calls me and he's like, hey, Al, how's it going? I was like, are you insane? Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) One thing that I do love about Herbie is that he is so, like, happy-go-lucky, like, positive. And, you know, he's living in his happiness bubble. But, yeah, sometimes you have to, like, pull yourself into reality for a second and, like, address that. So, Hopefully you guys can work through that when he comes to Nashville in like, what, 30 minutes when he lands? Yeah. So I was actually supposed to fly to Palm Beach yesterday and I did not. So he is currently on his way here. (laughs) Well, you'll have to update us next week on the state of your relationship. But honestly, like, I know this might be an unpopular opinion, but I really think that like conflict in a relationship is necessary because you can't just be like, you know the Brady Bunch, like Pollyanna, always just tweedledee. Like going through conflict and working it out is what makes you stronger as a couple. And there's been so many times that me and Kynan have gotten in arguments. And I feel like the way we worked it out has like made us closer because we're like, okay, I see how you do this. And yeah, I think too, it's just like hard when it's long, long distance is hard for so many reasons, but it's also really hard because when you're together, you just want to be like happy and it's yeah. hard to have conflict because you want to make the most of the time that you're together. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know? I, mean, kind of, I would always feel that because we would go on like all these trips. It was like, I literally feel like I've been a cast member on The Bachelor for over a year. Like <laughs> just going on all these trips and it's great and fun, but like you don't want to ruin that time you're together you know, so if like something comes up that like maybe upsets you a little bit or like you don't agree on, you don't want to be like, let's talk about it because, you know, you're at the beach. But like right. you really do have to find that time. I think the closer I've gotten to moving to San Diego, the more we've had like these really like open and honest conversations. And I used to be so nervous about it, but now I feel like it just kind of like reassures me about our relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be thinking, I'll keep you in my thoughts and prayers. I'll more specifically keep Herbie in my thoughts and prayers. That's probably a good idea. The wrath of Allie Bridgers is a scary sight. <laughs> uh, yay. Well, aside from that, what are your, um, what are you loving and leaving? So I have a couple things I'm loving this week. So I'm just going to run through them. This is my number one favorite hair product forever. It's this Kerastase Gold Oil. It is the best thing ever. I just got some more yesterday and remembered how much I love it. It's the Kerastase Elixir Ultimate Hydrating Hair Oil Serum. It is wow. a game changer and it smells incredible. Like I want to rub it all over my body after I use it because it just smells so good. Wow. So loving that. Um, also I discovered this new clothing brand that I really like. It's called Naked, N-A-K-D, and it's kind of like the Zara of the UK. And I just ordered a bunch of things off the website and I literally liked every single one. That never happens. Like ever. 
Yeah. And the price point is great. The quality is really good. So definitely check it out. That's awesome. I would say something that I'm loving this week, um, which is really interesting for me because I've never necessarily been this way, but I've really been enjoying listening to podcasts while I work out. Like I've always mm. been a heavy like EDM, trap music. Like I, I know this sounds pretty psychotic, but I actually mainly work out to all-star cheer mixes. I know this sounds crazy. I know this sounds crazy. But actually, it's not that crazy because this was actually circulating on TikTok last summer that people were doing this. But I will run to all-star cheer mixes on SoundCloud because it's so chaotic. And it might even trigger my PTSD a little bit about being in competitive cheer. But it's like the eight counts and like the quick music. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. It's like the music is all like, you know, five, six, seven, eight. And like, it's to that beat. It's a little TBT. Yeah. So I would like work out to that. But lately I've kind of been tuning back the psychotic music and mixes and just listening to podcasts. And I found it really beneficial lately to, you know, be learning while I'm working out and like working on my body and working on my mind. And that's actually how I came across Flora's podcast. And that's how she's a guest today. So that's something that I've really been loving. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with what we talked about with Cassie on the happier hour episode. Um, She talks about like bundling your time. So like if you hate to run, then bundle it with a really good podcast that you love. Or like for me, if I'm getting on the treadmill, I'm watching like Jenny and Georgia or Emily in Paris, like watching, catching up on my shows to make it a little bit better. Yeah, totally. And um, to go with that, something I wish I could leave um unfortunately I can't but I really wish I could would be tax season um Mm. I went to a meeting today with my CPA and because of my field of work I'm doing influencing and basically everything I do being contracted I do not have an employer who is kindly holding back taxes for me (laughs) so I have to pay them you know at the end of the year and that was really an interesting conversation today because it just is terrible. And I'm just coming to the realization that taxes are horrible. You know, people have always talked about it a lot. Like dad, I've always been like, relax. And now I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, but it was actually good though, because we were able to come up with like a good game plan for like my next year. So I can start out the year, like really organized. And um, especially like with this new position that I'll be doing, um, I can just like know exactly how much to set aside each month. And yeah, so like I was I think I'm just leaving like the nervous feeling around taxes behind because now I'm starting to feel like more confident about it. That's great. But I know, I know everyone's suffering. I know everyone's suffering right now. It's such a nice feeling when you can actually like have financial peace. Like even if you're not where you want to be yet, if you just have a plan, like it makes such a difference. Yeah. Cause I feel like I have so much, you know, anxiety and like limiting beliefs, honestly, around money and like, you know, not having enough or whatever. And I think that having a plan, like actually budgeting and going into this new year, like really planning a good strategy for myself makes me feel like a lot more at ease. So, yeah. Well, I think going into this episode, the thing I'm going to leave behind this week is just like that realist attitude, like, you know, trying to guard myself from disappointment. Like, I'm just going to let that go out the window and just be straight up delusional like Flora talks about. And your relationship with Herbie and leave that behind, possibly. No, yeah, we'll kidding. see where I'm that just lands. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the land of delusion. I've been living in it for years, and I would just say it, it really is a lot more fun. And that's kind of what Flora and I talked about today. So yeah, just going into today's episode, we are so honored to talk with Flora Sivo. She is a manifestation mentor. She is an entrepreneur. She tells her incredible story of being an Uber Eats driver to owning a half a million dollar business in less than 10 months. She's also the host of your Manifesting Bestie podcast, which we will link in our show notes. She has an amazing workshop right now that you can access through the link in her social media platforms, which will also be in our show notes that really teaches you how to get rid of those limiting beliefs and start really embracing lucky girl syndrome. Honestly, Flora is such a great expander just to like look at someone that has this incredible story and that really like just made a 180. It's really inspiring to hear. And um, I'm so excited to welcome Flora to Go Call Your Sister. I was 
actually at the gym, I guess like three or four days ago, and mm-hmm. I started seeing, you know, lucky girl syndrome all over TikTok. And I typed it into Spotify and your podcast came up as the first one. And oh, really? Yeah, I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to her. So I'm really excited. That's amazing. And how long have you guys been running your podcast for? We've had our podcast since um, October of 2021. So okay. for a while now, we took a, um, about a month and a half break over the holidays and we just came back and we've kind of been doing a series through January of like new year, new mindset, kind of like transforming mm-hmm. uh, from the inside out. And so this is an episode that I was so super excited about because I'm an avid TikTok watcher. So after I watched your podcast, your video started popping up and I was like, this is perfect. I love it. That's so fun. Yeah, I'm I'm so passionate about the topic and I've been coaching people on this for a couple of years now. So it's just it I love it because it's the easiest thing to apply and it really does change a person's life and it's changed mine. So I'm I'm really excited about this episode for us to do it together. Absolutely. Um, Okay, Laura, so to start out, can you just tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how you kind of became a manifestation mentor? Absolutely. So I actually started this long before I even started mentoring people in every role that I've had um, in corporate and, and growing up. I've been somebody who was always assigned the personal development management role in companies. So I was always helping people level up their mindset, um, help them expanding their awareness, just becoming better individuals. So they become better in the workplace. And then once I realized that I don't like any of my corporate jobs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do love helping people. And I just realized that it had such amazing feedback and it was something I was so good at. Um, I decided to get on TikTok and just start, you know, sharing it out of a passion. Mm-hmm. And in about three months, it turned into a full fledged business. Mm-hmm. Um, what a lot of people don't know is I was driving for Uber Eats, I was unemployed, I had no money, I had a lot of debt going on. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to follow what my heart is telling me to do. Mm-hmm. And I jumped into TikTok. And this has turned into in like 10 months, it became a half a million dollar business. So it oh, just blew up. <laughs> That is literally incredible. And those are the stories that I love to hear because we hear like, you know, similar following a passion that a lot of people don't even understand leading to a full business is just incredible. So that's amazing. You should be so proud of yourself because that's incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind, but honestly, it's, it's everything that I teach unfolding. So I I love being like the billboard or like the living walking talking proof for people. Because when they hear the story, they're like, what the fuck? They're like, you were doing what before? (laughs) Exactly. And it's, I mean, it's easy to believe because you can go to a coach that's, you know, been wealthy their whole life and they've kind of had this hand to them and it's like, okay, well, is this going to work for me? But you having that background, that story is just proof like this works and it will work for you because it worked for me. A hundred percent. And I think that's what makes a mentor so like powerful and personal. When I do these coachings one-on-one with my clients, I'm able to kind of get into the mindset of where they are currently and how to get them to that next level that they need to get to since I've kind of been through all the steps already mm-hmm. and just watching people, you know, blossom and unfold. And they're like, holy shit. Like I did Literally. get the relationship. I did get the job. I did get Literally. the it's, it's just so incredible. I love it so much. That's amazing. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you today because all of these things, I feel like I'm going to be able to apply to my life and, you know, people listening. And that's just how this kind of, hopefully your business will continue to grow in that direction just by sharing with others. And I think that when you feel called to share something, especially on the internet and how TikTok can just take off these days, it's for a reason, as you know. So I'm really glad that that all worked out because that's so amazing. Um, So I'm obviously everyone's heard of lucky girl syndrome at this point. Um, It's all over TikTok. It's all of the audios, you know, don't skip this sound kind of thing that's trending Mm -hmm. right now. But um, I just wanted to kind of take a deeper dive into what lucky girl syndrome is and how it ties in with the law of assumption, because that's something I learned a lot from listening to your podcast about lucky girl syndrome. 
Yeah. So lucky girl syndrome really is the pretty packaging of law of assumption. Mm -hmm. And what people don't realize is you're using the law of assumption 24 seven. It's not something that can turn on and off. It's more so going about from your control. It's coming out of you. So if we look at lucky girl syndrome as the basis of, I can get whatever I want, everything is unfolding for me. And we kind of mold the subconscious into that assumption what's going to happen in our 3d world is that's going to take physical reality it's going to take place for us Mm -hmm. so most people they kind of operate on a fear basis so instead of a faith basis so we have fear of things unfolding the wrong way we have fear of things not going our way we have fear of being heartbroken rejection um fear of going broke fear of not being good enough feeling unworthy and it's like these things that have been instilled in us from such a young age yeah. that is also the law of assumption mm-hmm. and that takes place in our reality that's why failure is way more popular than success right mm-hmm. and if we can mold the law of assumption into our favor hence lucky girl syndrome um the things that can start to happen uh, and really quickly too are pretty phenomenal because the the way that the law of assumption works is if i assume something to be true about you or something to be true about myself, that assumption must harden into fact. It's a spiritual law. So when we go into universal laws, we understand that us uh, being the operant power of our reality, and we're the determining factor of what we perceive and what we start to see. Mm -hmm. And people think that things happen by chance, things happen by luck, um, things happen by an external will of God or an external will of the universe, but it's all internal. Mm -hmm. So everything that we see... Um, externally is actually a mere reflection of our internal state of consciousness. So if I'm going to look in the mirror and crack a smile, I expect the mirror to smile back at me, right? Mm. But if I look in the mirror and I'm feeling unworthy and I'm feeling broken and I'm feeling lesser than, the mirror will will show that back to me. So the universe is a giant mirror. Mm. So if we're using the law of assumption, we have to change the assumptions that we operate out of to see a more beautiful life. And this is kind of like what I did with my business, right? So I I was always under the assumption, for example, that making money is so hard, Mm -hmm. right? And poverty was my story because I'm an immigrant and I was, you know, living in America illegally for like 11 plus years. So Mm -hmm. watching my parents struggle, I'm like, struggle is what I know. Um, Being poor is what I know. Um, A a broken household is is common. And all these things became the assumption that I was operating out of until I was like, fuck that. (laughs) No more. I don't have to accept that. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're going to notice as you're using the law of assumption is that it's so easy to get your way. Like it's so easy for things to unfold for the greater good. And it's so simple for people to just like live happier. Mm -hmm. And when we can mold ourselves in that way, we're going to realize that all these universal laws that are here are for us. They're not against us. They're actually here to help us. So whatever you embody internally, whatever assumptions and belief systems you're operating under is what you're going to see outside. Absolutely. And I think that's such a good point because I was just having the same conversation with my boyfriend. He's kind of same. He came from Brazil. He kind of grew up in that background. He was, we were talking about how when you grow up with a certain set of beliefs and it's what you see every day, it's so hard to break that pattern of, you know, I want to live differently. I want to change that for myself. And, um, I've always felt my whole life, honestly, that I was just an extremely lucky person because I just always believe that things work out. And sometimes people will say, that's a really, you know, silly mindset. You know, this is real life. This is how things are. But I just feel like when you make that shift of like, no, I'm actually going to believe different than what I'm being told and what I'm being fed and conditioned to believe all day, you just see the biggest changes. And I love that you're able to put that so eloquently because it's easy to like try to explain it to people. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of time people just don't get it because we really have been taught to like expect the worst and always kind of be bracing for the next thing. That's so true. And we can actually see it in our families, right? Like you said, in, in with your boyfriend and um, with our parents, like my parents uh, honestly think I live in la la land, you know, exactly. yeah. they, they were so afraid of me taking on this adventure. And they were the ones who were like, you should really go back to your nine to five, you should really get a job. And I'm like, you guys, I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't understand what I'm creating in the imagination and the subconscious. And until yeah. 
everybody kind of operates under the basis of I need to see it to believe it. But if we can switch that into I, if I believe it, then I will see it, then you will start to manifest a brand new lifestyle. And sometimes the people around us are the most difficult to convince on the, until they start to see these things take place. And I love people who are just like so fucking delusional. Like they're delusional beyond belief. Like everything is working out. Everything is rainbows and butterflies. And those people are so unaffected by what's actually going on around them. And they're able to create things that people wouldn't really believe in, you know, outside of Absolutely. That's what I said in the beginning of this year on our podcast. We were talking about like what era we're observing this year. And I'm like, I'm in my delusional era. Like I'm in a bubble. No one can touch me. Like I'm just doing all my things. It's always like happy. And, you know, obviously you come to times in your life where things are, you know, harder, things might not go your way, but having that mindset of like, things are working out for me, even when they're not, they're, they're still working out for me. Mm-hmm. it's how you see these crazy things unfold. And, you know, I feel like everyone could think of like two or three people they know that just always have things going right for them. Yeah, And they're usually the people that are living in that kind of bubble and protecting their peace and not letting those outside forces. And I totally agree with what you said about your family. And it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like our parents' generations, they have just such a kind of set mindset and ideals that they learned. And they were never introduced to this kind of like spiritual realm you know, growing up. So it can be tough when you feel like the people that are the closest to you or maybe the biggest doubter, doubters, doubting people in your life. But um, I know that now your parents are seeing this and they're probably starting to shift their mindset. So, wow, she's got it figured out. Yeah, it's crazy. They It's not to say they were like my biggest haters, but they were so fearful yeah. of what I was doing because like all they know is really hard work and grit and long hours and struggle. Like yeah. their story is struggle and I had to drop that and be more selfish, you know? Yeah. And now that they're seeing kind of like the fruits of my labor, they're understanding that this isn't like, you know, woo woo, like, you know, out of the ordinary, like, I'm I'm showing them like step by step like this is so normal it's yeah. so normal to get what you want if you can believe in these things before you can see them and they're kind of starting to break the mold my parents are very Christian mm-hmm. and what I teach to them sounds like the opposite of Christianity yeah, yeah. Um, and I have a, a podcast episode of manifesting with biblical scripture yeah and what people don't realize is um in religious scripture especially in the bible and, and there are other um, religious scriptures as well in these words of God manifestation is at the forefront mm-hmm. so when we think of things like um um what they say in the bible pray as if you've already received the answer to your prayer that mm-hmm. is believing in the unseen before I can see it it's it's believing it's already here. That is manifestation. The Bible teaches it step by step. It says to shut off the external world, meaning remove your senses from the physical 3D reality around you. It says turn inward and pray. That prayer is the conversation with God that you're having in your mind. Those are the subconscious beliefs you're programming. That is actual, the real way to pray is to tell yourself, I have X, Y, and Z. I'm so grateful for X, Y, and Z. It's already here. I'm so eternally blessed. Then the blessing shows up this is all written out. So as I explain these, you know, things to my parents and what they learned in church, for example, Mm -hmm. it sounds so different to them, but I'm like, it's your interpretation of the same scripture. So if I can show you that in scripture, you can get what you want instead of praying to like an external God, you got to realize God is internal and and God is with you 24 seven, no matter how big of a fuck up you think you are, he's right there helping you. And like yeah. they start to understand these little things and then it starts to work for them too. So it makes yeah. me excited. <laughs> I'm so happy that you touched on that because I think that is the number one question I get when I share about anything, you know, in the manifestation realm or the woo-woo world, whatever. People always say, well, you're a Christian and you, you know, go to church. How do you believe these things? Because I feel like they don't align. And in my personal belief, when I talk about the universe and, you know, talking grateful for to the universe talking to the universe in my mind i feel like i'm just talking to god because you know he created the universe he's in the he's in everything and that's how i was raised to believe so i feel like you know it's hard for people to understand that and i'm so glad you broke that down because i'm i'm right there with you and when people actually see the like biblical truth about manifestation and what it says pe- like even my parents say wow i i, I didn't even realize that those two kind of correlate and i'm like yes Yes. Yeah. 
It all depends, I guess, you know, on how people teach it. And I think it's become, I, I got this from Neville Goddard. So Neville Goddard is like one of the, the, the focal points of, and teachers of law of assumption back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's passed away and him and um, Dr. Joseph Murphy both really touched on the law of assumption. Um, Joseph Murphy called it the law of belief, which is pretty much just same thing um, again lucky girl syndrome right lucky girl yeah. syndrome everything is always working out for me and um they both had different ways of explaining it but neville goddard goes into biblical scripture in the book called the power of awareness it's all breaking down scripture and how it's about the human psyche and how to use it to manifest so if anyone's listening if you're you know a christian and you're a, a believer and you have faith um this is not going against your beliefs at all it's actually supporting you and giving you heaven on earth I love that. Oh my gosh, that is incredible. And I know that a lot of people are going to be able to resonate with that. But kind of going into, you know, lucky girl syndrome, putting law to the law of assumption into practice in your life. Can you give us any examples of just like crazy things that you've had unfold in your life since you started adopting this mindset? I know your business is obviously probably the forefront of that, but um, anything else that you'd like to share? So many things. Even before my business, I I worked for a huge company. I'm sure you, um, you guys know the telecommunications company called Verizon Wireless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like a brand new sales associate at a time with them. And I was there for a very short period of time. And I wanted like this huge promotion that everyone was like, you're not qualified. You're not even allowed to apply. And I was like, okay, bet, watch me. <laughs> and I never applied to it. But I kept having this um, vision I would go to sleep with. And this is something that Neville Goddard also teaches is to go to sleep in the assumption, right? Because that's when the uh, the brain goes um, slips into theta brain waves when you can start molding the subconscious into new belief system. So every night when I really wanted this promotion, I would go to sleep and I would picture myself dressed in the role, speaking to a crowd of people. And it was for a business um, role to own a whole region through Verizon because those are the people who made a lot of money yeah. and even though I was so unqualified I just had this like vision and I would go to sleep in it every night um somebody in one of the regions that I live in walked into my store and I was just a, you know like a little sales associate and she saw me working she walks up to my manager and goes I want her to own my region and again I'm unqualified and she gave me the job like wow it's like under a month of me doing that process uh-huh. and it unfolded with like without me trying without me going yeah. for it it was just an assumption I accepted that like that's gonna be mine I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get paid amazing I don't care what the policies say because manifestation is not logical and it unfolded for me so quickly that's just like one thing I love um, that no and yeah just, it's like it was so direct too like she just walked in mm-hmm. you're the one and that's how I feel like, you know, manifestation, it's not usually like a very, you know, loose, it's very direct. And when mm-hmm. you see it, you fully believe it because that's how kind of in front of your face it is most of the time. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. And like, what's really cool is when I started the this business as a manifestation mentor, um, I, I had already left my nine to five roles. I started other ventures and they failed. Right. And it was And I noticed like the failure was me. It was my mindset. I kept looking at myself as like, I'm not good enough. Like I don't have it in me to succeed as an entrepreneur. And so I gave myself a limit. I was like, you have no money. You're going to have to drive for Uber Eats so you can start paying your bills because I was in a lot of debt. And I remember um, hearing a coaching, somebody saying that um, the subconscious understands repetition. It's the language of the subconscious mind. So mm-hmm. that's why we memorize songs, right? We memorize yeah. lyrics. Like I can recite any Drake song that you want. <laughs> and so I, as I'm driving for Uber Eats, I'm, I'm rolling around in my car making deliveries. I would put on this song by Tiesto called Let's Get Down to Business because I love the rhythm of the song, right? Yeah. And I would make my own lyrics for it. And I was started singing the song and I'm like, I make $20,000 every single month. Like I'm a successful entrepreneur. I help um, save people's lives by the thousands. I'm a huge influencer. And I would kind of make these lyrics into the song so that every single night that I was making my rounds driving, I went into like a zone of that's my life. That's who I am. I took on the identity and made that assumption. I, I kind of, um, took my my focus off of the fact that I'm just an Uber driver and that I make TikToks, you know, for fun. 
Uh-huh. And then about like 60 to 90 days of doing that, um, my business just popped off massively where that $20,000 a month was way surpassed, you know? And I was like, I did that. Like yeah. that wasn't by luck. That wasn't by chance. It wasn't because someone promoted me. It wasn't because I was paying for ads. I just did that. I spoke it through my assumption and I was like, oh my God, if people can just harness this, if mm-hmm. people can just take on this whole repetition in the mind, reprogramming the mind, they can create anything without having to like kill themselves and struggle for it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's just so beautiful. And you can do it with anything. Like I, I talked myself into like free trips and I got invited on a free vacation like the next week oh, or like someone's going to pay for my Starbucks today. I go on the line and someone pays for my Starbucks, just like little things. Yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm the creator. Like, I'm so powerful. It's all in my hands. It's such a it's just such an amazing thing to become aware of, you know? Absolutely. And it is like, you know, starting small with, you know, a coffee order and you see it and you're like, wow. And that just kind of proves and continues to prove over time. But the singing in the car and the songs, like everyone can do that. I know a lot of people um, are commuting to jobs in the morning or they like to go hot girl walk. And that's such an easy practice to put into play. I'm going to start doing that with a song that I love and and see how that unfolds. But I think earlier we touched a little bit about this, but I learned this on your podcast episode about lucky girl syndrome. I had never heard this before. But what exactly is Murphy's Law and how does that kind of contrast with the law of assumption? So Murphy's Law is the basis or the understanding of whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Mm -hmm. And this is um, the common modality that we live by. Mm -hmm. It's actually what the generation before us, like baby boomers and everything, um, grew up on. It's whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And they saw it take place in their reality, like very quickly, right? And this is also the law of assumption. So the law of assumption, there's no way to turn it off. It's it's operating based off of your belief system. So Murphy's law goes is the, is the exact opposite of lucky girl syndrome. So uh, Murphy's law, I grew up on it, right? My grandparents, my parents, be careful. You need to worry. You need to, you're not going to succeed doing that. You need to be more realistic. That was like beaten into my mind as a child yeah. is to be realistic. And that really destroyed me, Yeah. you know, because when I see what reality is and I don't like it, and I have to base my future off of that, I'm fucked, right? Like, I'm so screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had to realize that I'm in control. So if I was always seeing the fruit of my labor of Murphy's Law unfolding, then if I can switch the law, turn it into lucky girl syndrome or whatever it is that you want to call it and prepackage a law of assumption into, then it will operate off of a new basis. It will operate off of fortune and success and abundance and joy and bliss rather than fear, failure, heartbreak and rejection. So there's two ends to how we live. There's the fear-based end, which is Murphy's law. And there's the faith-based end, which would be lucky girl syndrome. They both take the same energy They both take the same amount of belief. They both take the same amount of effort for things to unfold. So you might as well be a person of faith than a person of fear, right? And and like we we always know, like our parents, every time we talk to them, be careful. Mm -hmm. What like where you go? Like instead of them being like, oh my god, you fucking got this. Like yeah, go out there, explore, live your best life. You're always gonna be safe. Everything Mm -hmm. is taken care of. You're always secure. They don't speak like that because they were operating off of a different law. Absolutely. So it's basically unlucky girl syndrome. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are suffering from that. And, you know, a lot of the times parents could see it as, you know, I just I love you so much. I'm just worried for you because I love you and I care for you. But I think we need to reprogram this. Like, if you love me, you need to start speaking like, you know, faith based prayers over me and my parents I've definitely seen that shift just like with my family um starting to do like a lot of therapy work and we have two family members in recovery which has resulted in all of us doing a lot of therapy and just seeing that shift of my parents going from kind of sheltering me in the fear to really encouraging me in faith I've seen so many things unfold in just the way that I've stopped fearing in my own life just from that kind of simple switch so I feel like that's something that everyone needs to hear because it seems, I feel like, a lot easier to kind of operate in that fear zone because we're all kind of conditioned and grown up to believe that. So, but like you said, um, law of assumption and subconscious response to repetition. So the more we can just kind of catch ourselves doing, you know, oh no, this is my fear voice. Let's switch that. Mm -hmm. Over time, that'll become your dominant 
voice will be faith. So yeah, a hundred percent. And it's something that once you become aware of it, you're going to notice it every day. Like, oh my God, no wonder all these things are happening. I created them. And I think when we take that radical responsibility of like, I am in power and all of these things, I am responsible for the good and the bad. Once we have that power back in our hands, it's really simple to have the awareness to make the switch and Mm -hmm. to raise children um, in the opposite of fear instead of always, because think about kids, right? They come out, they're screaming, they're running around, they're having fun. All they know is like having a good time. That's all they care about. And that's actually our basis as humans. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be here for like joyous expansion and running around and like being our childlike selves. Even in the Bible, it always says, remain childlike, remain Mm -hmm. childlike, remain childlike in your faith, remain childlike in your imagination. There's a reason for that. Once we harden as adults, it's very difficult to reprogram us, right? Yeah. And that's why social conditioning is done. That's why companies do what they do and school systems do what they do. And the food system does what it does. It's not set up for our benefit, right? It's yeah. actually for the opposite to keep us in control. But once we come across this information, it's like, hold up. I can actually have it all. I can actually do what I want and I can raise children under the same belief system. You know, there are secret societies that raise their kids just like that. Yeah. And, you know, if you if you um, research a lot of I, I've looked into a lot of different secret societies in their schooling system, they are teaching the law of attraction and the law of assumption. It's actually the basis of their coaching. Wow. Um, so those people are rich. Those people are successful. The people, they get what they want. They might not be using it in the best way because once you're at a certain stature in your life, you know, things start to change. But if we can teach people to use it the right way, you you really have the world at your fingertips and that's power. And that's really giving people their power back. It's giving people back, um, you know, the kingdom of heaven while they're still alive. Absolutely. And that's such a good point. And I feel like that kind of leads us into the next question is after all these years, you know, for some people, generations of living in fear and, you know, Murphy's law and, and lack of abundance, how do you go about reprogramming your mindset? How do you go about shifting your beliefs into a belief of faith? Yeah. So the way that I teach this is self-concept work. So your self-concept is the identity that you carry. And through your identity, you are manifesting the external world. Mm -hmm. So if I start to self-identify as a person who is very successful or very loved or just very worthy, right? I think a lot of people lack self-worth and Mm -hmm. self-trust. I teach people to almost create like an avatar, right? So if I were to ask you to write down on a piece of paper, what is the highest version of you? What does he or she look like? What are the beliefs that you carry? What is a lifestyle that you're living? Um, what? How do you see yourself when you look in the mirror? Like these are really important things because that is what the world will reflect back to you. Mm-hmm. So I have people reprogram their subconscious by creating new identities. Mm-hmm. And we do this with a lot of meditation, um, a lot of sleep affirmation tapes and subliminals, um, which is similar to hypnosis. So if you have like a hypnotherapist that you trust in, you can do that. Um, and self-talk work. So that's the basis of what I have my clients do day to day is to transform their self-talk. So if you were somebody who was a millionaire and you were in your loving marriage and you, you know, were living on your private island or whatever, you know, whatever it may be, what are the conversations that you're having in your mind? Yeah. What do those conversations sound like? So I have them program these conversations into their mind morning, afternoon, and nighttime to start shifting the subconscious once the subconscious is permeable, open, and and accepting these new suggestions, the new identity is molded. And through the new identity, you manifest a new reality without really doing much action. You're not really taking action. You're just reprogramming the mind. Definitely. I feel like self-talk is something that everyone struggles with in a way. And, you know, you always hear like, you wouldn't talk to your best friend like that. So why do you talk to yourself like that? Well, probably because we're kind of used to it at this point and we can be our toughest critics. So I feel like we talk about self-talk a lot um, throughout our podcast and it comes up in such a variety of conversations because it's something that most people struggle with and everyone's working on. So I love that. Yeah. And that's really the basis of our creation, right? Self-talk because the conversations that we're having in our mind are not private. We think they're private, but these are the conversations with the creator. The creator is listening and the creator is making it take shape in the world around you. So just being so conscious of how I speak to me 
you know, and the easiest way I would do it is like, pretend you're calling your best friend and you're going to share your good fortune with them. How do you speak to them? You're like, oh my God, girl, guess what the fuck just happened? Like, oh my God, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. I'm, you know, living my best life. These are the conversations you want to start molding in your mind over and over. And you're going to start to see them take place around you. Absolutely. I love that. Um, And then just our last question, we normally ask our guests to share like an affirmation or a mantra that they're living by right now. Um, But I know a lot of the work you do with your clients involves affirmations. So what are some of your favorite, you know, go to lucky girl affirmations um, that you live by in your own life? Oh, my God, I have so many. Um, Number one is everything is always working out for me, no matter how it may seem. So like whatever is going on around me doesn't matter. I just know it's the unfolding of what I want, whether I think it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that I'm using right now is I am now living in my highest timeline and every day I am met with blessings and abundance. Mm -hmm. I love that one so much because whatever blessings and abundance means to you is what you're going to start to see. Um, I'm a miracle magnet. I love using that one. Um, Oh my God, I have so many in my phone. I'm trying to think. Lucky girl syndrome. Oh, um, the universe is rigged in my favor. I love that one. Yeah. And I feel like once you start to actually believe that, you're going to start to see it too. Definitely. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes say that, you know, the idea of lucky girl syndrome can be like toxic positivity or selfish mindset. But when you break it down, it's really the furthest thing from that because you want to attract the good things in your life so you can give that knowledge and share that with other people. And so all of those affirmations, I'm going to start incorporating them in my day to day, you know, right when I wake up is when I try to do affirmations and right when I'm going to sleep. So those are some new ones I'm going to add to my. Definitely. They're so good. And like, have fun with them. Like speak to yourself in the way that you normally would. And like, I always tell people like, put yourself up on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Like who are you as the, you know, king or queen of your throne? How would you speak? And like, what would be your beliefs? And those are the things you should be saying. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and for having this conversation with me. I'm just so honored to talk with you because I learned so much from your podcast and absolutely love your TikTok videos. Where can our listeners find you and um, potentially work with you if they feel called to do so? Yeah, you can check me out on TikTok or Instagram at Flora Sivos. You'll see all my videos on there. Um, you can check out, you go to my website linked on those accounts too. Mm-hmm. You can grab my workshop. That's actually what everyone is using right now to work with me since I, I don't have any more one-on-one openings. Okay. Um, and you can see all the testimonies up on the website. They are so incredible and mind-blowing everything from cancers being cured um, to marriage proposals being manifested to multiple six-figure companies being created. It's just phenomenal that the wow. stories people send in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to do your workshop. So I'm going to check that out after this call because <laughs> I'm so excited and just so glad I could talk with you today. And I hope that everyone out there can really channel this lucky girl energy mentality and hopefully learned as much from you as I did today. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having us or having me on and we should do this more. (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely. And if you guys haven't checked out Flora's podcast yet, we will also link that. She has another really great Lucky Girl Syndrome episode where she talks really in depth about law of assumption and we will link all of your socials in our show notes. Thank you so much.